0: Welcome to the Bears, Birds, and Brews podcast. This is a show about Chicago Bears, the Atlanta Falcons, and beer. My name is Asif Lakani. My co-host is...
1: Nabil Lalani.
0: And on today's episode, we're going to talk about NFL trades. Week one of the NFL, because it's finally here. Maybe touch base on a little bit of college football. Give the Braves a shout out, because they're killing it right now. And yeah, and we've also got some amazing beers in the studio with us. Isn't that right, Nabil?
1: Yes. What definitely. are we drinking? We are drinking Fistful of Cake. Um, but we've had this before. But this is a new strain, strand variant like of strain. it. Yeah, strain, like- new strain. <laughs> new strain of it. All right. It's um chocolate orange imperial.
0: There you go. And so yes, we've had the uh original Fistful of cake on, which is delicious. And this is from Monday Night Brewing here in Atlanta. Um I'll take the more full glass. Yeah.
1: I mean, of course.
0: Yeah, I wanted to save this for uh, Nather's birthday, but I figured – i I've been craving a stout, actually. I've been craving a good stout, too. Mm-hmm. So when I saw the opportunity to bring this in today, I was like, okay, we got to do I it. I mean,
1: yeah, and it's orange, right? And um, we got blue and orange in a couple of days. They're ready to play. So I was like, ah, You know, we're blue because Nather's not here, and we got the orange fish for the cake.
0: There you go. So take a sip of that in the bill because I've had this before. I like it. Mm-hmm
1: has that super it has that like the um, description is very on point that um chocolate orange candy that's always there you really get that out of it yeah um
0: it's crave worthy in that sense of like you know some people like the sour stuff because it's something about that taste and that tartiness of it and i feel like this is one of those things where it's so unique (coughs) that like you probably never had a stout like this before but you have but you have it in the sense of like you you know it's that orange peel yeah. really comes through and you definitely it's not hidden at all
1: and it, it it's it's sitting at 9%, it's not like mm. too strong you know you don't really it's not too boozy now the one thing i'm not getting right now is cinnamon but it is in there i feel like once it warms up that's when the cinnamon will come out a little more
0: and is that yeah we're putting some of this aside for later is that right
1: yeah i left a little bit yep enough for um you know a good tasting mm. but yeah nice uh, let off the show with a great beer, and let's lead off the rest of the show with um, a great Braves uh, yeah. run. You know, 13 out of 15, you said?
0: Yeah, so let's see. I'm going to pull these numbers up exactly. Um, Damn,
1: I wish we had someone here who could do that for us.
0: I know, man. It's crazy how the Braves are killing it, though. And I'm going to find out how much they're killing it. Sorry, guys. This is um,
1: as, as that is happening, I will also talk about a crazy weekend with Houston. Houston literally did something I haven't seen anyone do for for NFL season. And last year it was crazy because the Bears traded for Khalil Mack, which never happens. Well, what Houston did um, was basically put all their chips into the into the gambling table because they traded they traded away to Davian Clowney, which is a huge move. Um, their franchise player. They traded him and they got pennies back on the dollar. They got a third round pick in 2020. Barkibius Mingo, who was a like a, a top five pick. Um, a while ago, but he never lived up to the hype. And Jacoby Martin, I think that might be an offensive lineman. I'm not 100% sure, but I don't know Jacoby Martin is. Then that was just them starting. The next move was they called Miami and said, let me get Laramie Tunsell, which the original plan, they were trying to trade Clowney for Tunsell's lane a one for one. But no, nah, they got Tunsell, Kenny Stills, a 2024th, a 2021 sixth, and they gave up everything. A twenty twenty first, a first, a twenty twenty one second, and they got an, an offensive lineman and a cornerback. Now, just to re- just to remind everybody, the Bears traded two first round picks for Khalil Mack and got a second round pick coming back. Miami just gave up more than that for Laramie Tunsil, who is a very good tackle, but he's not like a top ten player in the league. No, they gave away the farm. And then, just to add something on top, they also traded for Carlos Hyde. Mm-hmm. So they are literally putting all their chips in the center of the table, and they're they're literally in win now mode. I feel like if they don't if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, um, you're coach, referring to Houston, correct? Houston, this yeah. is Houston Texans. Um, what's what's their coach's name? I forgot his name because he's doing all these things now. It's not Bill O'Brien. Is Bill it? O'Brien is it? Bill okay. fucking Brian. Um, great offensive mind, but yeah, he will be fired if they do not win the Super Bowl this year. They've, if they lose the AFC championship game, he will still be fired.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, so a couple of things. One is, is it safe to say that my, uh, Houston won the trade?
1: No, they. I feel like they lost two out of three trades. The only trade they won was for Carlos Hyde because Carlos Hyde is a very good running back. Isn't he hurt right now? No, nah, he's not hurt. Okay. Um, but uh, he was on Kansas City who just had too many running backs in mm-hmm. their, in their room.
0: Who ended up getting another one, but we'll yeah. get to that in a minute. And, and that's
1: why Carlos Hyde was, you know, he was going to be cut. So they just traded him and they got, um, I believe they got a offensive lineman in return, but, you know, it, it's like a throwaway player. I don't think it's anybody of great oak yet, maybe a developmental player or something, but the Miami trade, Miami definitely won. Okay. Miami, the two first round picks is, the steel, is, yeah. is gold. Yeah. They're, they're, Outside of quarterbacks, there's no player in the league where two first-round picks.
0: Especially when you consider Miami is in rebuilding yeah. mode anyway, and it just helps the rebuilding case even more now.
1: Yeah, and um, I know what you're saying. Bill, the Bears just traded two first-round picks for Cleo Mack. Yeah, but they got a second-round pick coming back, mm-hmm. which kind of lowers the value, kind of evens it out. Right. These guys traded two first-round picks and a second-round pick for an all, for a left tackle. I would never do that.
0: And, he tar- and that's Houston traded that for the mm-hmm. right okay yeah so
1: Houston again gave Miami a 2021 or 2021 first and a 2021 second in return they got uh, laramie Mituntel and Kenny Stills Kenny Stills is a good wide receiver but not, he's not going to make it he's your third or fourth wide receiver
0: right well and that's what's interesting about it is DeAndre Hopkins is obviously we Number know one. he's yeah. one of the best right and then will fuller's back from his injury
1: and will fuller whenever will fuller is healthy him and um deshaun watson have a great chemistry right i I feel like every other game that he's throwing a 60-yard bomb for a touchdown No, yeah
0: i mean if will fuller didn't get hurt you know and not even just hurt but he got he'd suffered a major injury last year right yeah and so if that never happened you know, Will Fuller would be in this conversation of, like, who has the best receiving duo in the NFL, yeah, right? Definitely. I definitely. Mean, because obviously Hopkins is good enough. Watkins, uh, Deshaun Watson is a good quarterback. So Kenny Stills, I think, is a good complementary piece mm-hmm. to what they're doing over there in Houston. He's not enough to take you over the top, but he is enough to keep you competitive when you get to that. AFC championship, yeah. AFC divisional game, potentially the Super Bowl, if that's where Houston's swinging for.
1: Yeah, well, it has to be now. Right, um, well, which yeah, it is. But, and, yeah. and Bill O'Brien is the, in facto, GM right now because remember, the GM just left. He, he just didn't want to deal with Bill O'Brien anymore and he quit.
0: So, and I don't want to get too deep into the Texans talk, but I will say one thing that we will have to look out for is you said Houston um, lost that trade. Houston lost that trade, yet they're now expected to go to the Super Bowl? So, in my opinion, they lost that trade.
1: None of these trades make sense to me outside of the Carlos Hyde trade just because uh, Lamar Miller um, got hurt and they needed a running back to go with Duke Johnson. Mm-hmm. But these trades, I can see why they're doing it, but they're giving up way too much value.
0: So, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, it's uh, but if they, if they win the Super Bowl somehow or they make it, whatever. Yeah. Then it's obviously worth it. Right, right, right. But that's a big, big if given that you got the Chiefs, you know, the Browns, the Jaguars, the Patriots, the Steelers all in your way.
1: I mean, from what I'm seeing, this is the equivalent to me of someone cashing in half their 401k to buy lottery tickets.
0: Right. Okay. That's a great analogy. And we are going to see how that unfolds. Um, the trade that I am most excited to talk about because I think it is a great trade for one of these teams is Jadavion Clowney going to Seattle. Oh, definitely, That that's. I that, think, that, I, I don't think there could be a better fit for Clowney in the league, honestly. That, that's a
1: great move for
0: Seattle. And I think it's gonna put them, and you'll remember if you heard our last episode, um, I picked Seattle to win their division this coming season. And I think that this only makes their case that much stronger. Yeah. And makes them that much better of a team uh, to do exactly that. I uh, got to stop myself yeah. from drinking this fistful <laughs> cake, by the way, because it's so good. It's
1: literally on the other side of the table. Austin. is like walking back and forth. I know. Um, Yeah, I still got 49ers in that division, but it's going to be a lot closer now, definitely. Right. Definitely.
0: And uh, I'm very – I think it's a great fit, like personality-wise and yeah. culture-wise and style-wise. Clowny just fits that – organization yeah. that team that mentality
1: they're they're rebuilding that defense you know they they've I think the only leftovers from their last run is maybe bobby wagner they may have a couple other lower names but bobby wagner i know is definitely still there
0: and the sad thing for the falcons anyway because mm-hmm. this is a falcons slash bears podcast the falcons are gonna see both seattle and houston this year so oh. huh. we're gonna see firsthand on this very show right here how these trades have played out for their respective teams and also one of their opponents, um, probably multiple opponents because I'm sure there's going to be some mixing and matching of you guys played Seattle before or yeah, I the don't team think that you're playing played Seattle, whatever, whatever. Um,
1: Maybe. No, we don't play Seattle. We played the West last year. I believe we played the Rams this year because, you know, we won the division.
0: And then, therefore, they'll play <laughs> Seattle. So yeah. we are going to see some of this um, come back to us in multiple ways later on this, year, this uh In this season or this episode.
1: But, so we did do a quick audible. So, what happened with the Braves, Asif?
0: Oh, man. We were talking so much about the Braves. Right now, the Braves have won 16 of the last 20. Boom. 13 of the last 15. And they're 31 games over 500. This is after uh, the Labor Day game, by the way.
1: And and can I say my favorite thing that the Braves accomplished? We got someone in the 30-30 club again. Acuna is in the 30-30 club. I can confirm that. Yeah. 30
0: So, yeah. Okay. Uh, fifth consecutive win for Atlanta. Thirteenth and fifteen games. Sixteenth and twenty games. And Atlanta is thirty-one games over five hundred at eighty-five and fifty-four. Um, and the last time that the Braves were in that position was September third, two thousand thirteen. So we're seeing history being made. Right, now, excuse me, right now, um, in the Braves clubhouse. Which is good, and a lot of this started um, after the Braves got swept or pretty much lost the series to Miami. I believe they got swept in Miami uh, a few weeks ago, which was unexpected and not supposed to happen at all. But, um, yeah, so shout-out to the Braves for doing a great job. And we're going to be talking more about the Braves uh, this September and October, hopefully.
1: Hopefully. So I'm going to leave you guys with our Braves talk with two numbers, 21 and 14. 21 games for them to um, clinch the East. Okay. 14 for them to clinch a playoff spot. Nice. 21 and 14, Braves fans.
0: There you go. I dig it. And I think that's very tangible, very attainable for Atlanta oh, yeah. right now. And, man, if these Braves make the playoffs. And one thing I will say, I know some people might want to call me out for this. Um, Some people might want to call me out for this. But one thing I'll say is, I said when the Braves decided to leave Turner Field and move to SunTrust Park, they have to win a World Series within five years, right? Is and this they ha- the, Is this the fifth year? No, this is like the third year. They But okay. they have to win a World Series within five years, and they have to make a playoff run within the next two to three years. And, sure, and I, I believe it's like the second, maybe the third season at SunTrust Park, and probably the second. And um, they're doing that, right? Yeah. Because you can't take a team, a historic legendary franchise, right, akin to the Cubs. Obviously, not as much history there, but the Braves are the franchise of the southeastern United States. Oh, yeah, definitely. TBS, you know. Braves country is literally a region of the country. So you can't take a a team out of a historic venue. One, you did it, it, took them out of Fulton County Stadium, and you moved them right next door. Now you can't take them out of Turner Field and move them north, arguably in or out of Atlanta, depending on, you know, where you feel. And then go into rebuilding mode and not deliver on your promise, and so kind of like how the Texans went all in, I feel like the Braves with SunTrust Park went all in, you know, and they got rid of bad contracts. See you later, B.J. Upton. Unfortunately, Craig Kimbrel had to go as well, yeah. and we suffered through that. And now it's finally worth it I for mean, Braves fans. The Braves
1: are a fun young team. I think they still need some pitching, but if you can catch lightning in a bottle with a pitcher, that's all you need in the playoffs. You yeah, just, you just need one pitcher who can have lighting the bottle, a la Madison Baumgartner, a la what um, John Lester did for the Cubs. just need that one guy who can do it.
0: And well, and, and I'll say, because I've been watching the Braves very closely, I mean, the starting pitching for the Braves is doing great, right? Julio Tehran is awesome. Julio Tehran is awesome. Dallas Keuchel is pitching lights out. Max Fried is doing his thing. Mike Soroka. I mean, the Braves are doing good. It's, all, it's been the bullpen, and they finally might have a closer now. And so I think this lightning in the bottle is happening at the right time. The Braves are heating up at the right time because you don't go on a 16 out of 20, 13 out of the last 15 or whatever it was without good pitching. And obviously without good offense and good defense. And luck. Right, and luck, of course.
1: Luck is the biggest part in baseball.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know baseball better than I do, so I'll leave it at that. But I will say that I think the Braves have found their lightning in the bottle and are doing that right now. And so... Yeah, I mean it's coming together at the right time, and hopefully it stays this way. And what's not going to stay this way is our sobriety levels, because Nabil just opened another beer.
1: Oh, w- was that a false start? No. Oh, I was no, supposed no. to open this beer. Yes. Oh. Yes. Cool, yes. Cool. Yes. And um, yeah, we just had some leftover Lundy, and um, I know it's not Monday, but you know, might as well open it. Yeah. Just have some Lundy while we can uh, actually well, we, get into the football talk now.
0: Right. Sticking with the theme of Monday night beers. So we got another Monday night beer here, which is Lundy. And, um, yeah, this is awesome because it's a great beer to pair with a football game. Yeah. Of which, Nabil, I don't know if you know, but there's a game this Thursday night. Who's playing? Mm, I think it's two of the more historic franchises in the NFL. And it's the 100th season of the NFL kickoff. So if I had to guess... I'm gonna go. It's the Bears and the Packers. Oh,
1: I, I, I've been looking forward to that. Uh, should should add it to my um, my uh, I don't have Apple. I do have Apple. I will have to make Google Calendar. There you go. Oh, but um, you know
0: whoever's gonna sponsor
1: the show between Apple and Google, add it to y'all's calendar.
0: There you go. <laughs> um, real quick, where uh, question I always have to ask yeah. myself and other teams is where is the game being played?
1: So this game is gonna be in Chicago. Nice. This, so last year it was the so it was the Packers hundredth anniversary last year. Okay. But um, it was there And so that's why we kicked off Sunday night With um, <clears throat> We kicked off Sunday night football With Bears Packers That was a game where Aaron Rodgers basically broke his leg Or whatever And now this is the 100th year of Of the Bears And the NFL Because the Bears and NFL started at the same time And that's why they're kicking it off in Chicago
0: So How excited are you Nabil? I am On a scale of 1 to 34 Because You know hmm. That that was that
1: that was pretty fucking sweet because today was actually the uh, statue unveiling of Walter Payton. Hey, so cheers to that, man! Kind of worked friend. out, yeah. No, that was fucking sweet. On a scale of one to thirty-four, I'm at an eighty-five for the eighty-five Bears.
0: Okay, and I'll do I'll do you one more. Mm. On a scale of one to thirty-four of my excitement level, I'm at fifty-four. Ah, nice. There you go. Right? Nice. nice. Uh, I was born in Chicago. Nabil was born in Chicago. He's the Bears fan, the Chicago sports fan on the show. I'm the Atlanta fan. But I was born in Chicago. I'm a Midwestern boy at heart. Sometimes I mean, I you s- went
1: back to the Midwestern college.
0: Right, exactly. Um, I love Atlanta, though. I'm wearing the Falcons hat right now. We'll post a picture of it online. But, but Nabil, let's talk about these games real quick. Let's
1: talk about the Bears game. I, I'm thinking uh, this is going to be Mitch Trubisky's reveal to the NFL that he is that guy.
0: And is this Trubisky's second year in the league? This is his third year, third second year. year
1: within the offense. I feel like we're, we're, what everyone's going to see that Mitch can do that a lot of people don't realize he can do is that he can run. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see him run this um, this Thursday. He's going to be running all over the field. Yeah. Um, so well, and
0: real quick, I'll mm-hmm. say that's what makes good quarterbacks great, right? Outside of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, who and Drew Brees, who are just exceptional, exceptional, exceptional pastors, right? Uh, yeah. Sorry, exceptional in the pocket. I mean, Roethlisberger a little bit when he was younger. Yeah, got mobile. Aaron Rodgers is great pocket passer but he'll kill you Aaron Rodgers is
1: the only quarterback I know that can throw better on the run than standing right
0: I mean Aaron Rodgers is great on the run when Matt Ryan had his MVP season he got a little bit more mobile got outside the pocket and then Russell Wilson we know is great um there's another quarterback whose name I'm forgetting but you're right I mean being a mobile quarterback when you're a good quarterback being mobile makes you a great quarterback Definitely, and definitely, we might see that from Mitch Trubisky, is what you're saying.
1: And what we're gonna see this year from the Bears, and we're gonna see this on Thursday, is I, I know everyone over here knows this guy, and everyone mm-hmm. in Chicago knows this guy, but now the rest of the country is gonna be introduced to Roquan Smith. Okay. Roquan Smith is gonna put up 16 tackles. Okay. On Thursday. On right, Thursday. On Thursday. Write it down. 16 tackles. All
0: right. I am. I am writing it. What? And if he doesn't. Then are you buying beer for next week if he doesn't get 16 tackles? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Done. All right. He will
1: get 16 tackles on Thursday, um, mainly because I feel like the Packers are going to run the ball a lot more, and he's going to stop them from running the ball.
0: So we're going to talk about our keys to the game. Um, We're going to talk about our keys to the game. Quick question I have for you is how do you feel about opening the season with a division opponent?
1: I love it. I I, I feel like every – every division should do this I believe they already do one half of it where they end the season with a division opponent. I feel like yeah, every everybody's se- last two games
0: yeah. are divisional.
1: I feel like every season should start with one divisional game and end with the two okay um just the start just to kind of hype everybody up because rivalries just it, it, mm-hmm. it boils your blood it hypes you up. And ending it on two, two divisional games
0: is perfect for the playoff seeding. Well, I think, I think they do that up. intentionally for the playoffs, for playoffs of course. Right.
1: But to start it up, you want to start it up with, like, a division thing, you know? You don't want to just... Like, like l- let, me, let me ask you this question. I know you're hyped as fuck for football as much as I am.
0: Right, yeah, absolutely.
1: But Atlanta's playing Minnesota. Right. Now, would you be more hyped for that? Or let's say even hypothetically Atlanta Buccaneers. Now, Buccaneers are the worst team in the division but why would you be more hyped?
0: I, you know, it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm going to go the opposite direction on this. Okay. And I'm going to say I like the idea of opening the season up with a non-traditional opponent because I know I'm going to see New Orleans. I know I'm going to see Tampa. I know I'm going to see Carolina. Not once, but twice this year, mm-hmm. right? And while those games are good and fun, um, and yes, everybody is at their healthiest right now, I think, at least from my perspective, right, if I've got rookies on the team, I want them to get a little bit acclimated to what's going on and game speed and the ferocity that comes with other opponents. And so that way they can understand the playbook better for when it is time to go to New Orleans and you have to get that win that you know, okay, like, there's no bullshit anymore, right? Um, And I can also say this, too, that I, um, I can also say this, too, that like, the Falcons have started the last three seasons with division opponents. I think the last two was with the Saints. And no, then no. Won- last
1: year was against Philly. So, last year I played Philly is when everyone got hurt. Okay. so Philly won the Super Bowl. So, prior
0: yeah. to – sorry, you're right. So, prior Thank to you. that, though, <laughs> um, it was they played New Orleans like twice for two years yeah. in a row. And then the, the year that the Falcons went to the Super Bowl, actually, they played Tampa in the first game and lost at home. To Tampa in the in the home opener okay. in the season opener, so it doesn't necessarily mean that if you play division opponent, you lose the first game, your season's ruined. Unlike college football,
1: yeah. Um, well, which I think your playoffs might be ruined already, but look at that. Right, but
0: I think <laughs> I'm okay with going a different route for the season. Also, because as a fan, not that I'm going to Minnesota, yeah. But if I'm going to Minnesota, I'd rather, rather go in go September than, than yeah. in December. I mean, right? I can see that, but and I think too, it depends on your opponent, right? Because if this was the Browns. The new Browns is different, right? Yeah. But if the Falcons had to play the Browns week one say like, or the Bengals, it would be like...
1: That's a tune-up game. Right. I'd as, say, as, all as right, give me,
0: give me Tampa. Give me Carolina, yeah. right? But Minnesota's a good team. We'll get to that, yeah. though. All but, right.
1: So, you know what? Let's just get to that. Let's go ahead and get to our keys for the game. So, want me to go with mine or your first? We'll going to mine. All right. Since my game comes first, I come first. That was weird. All right. Here we go. So, we got Bears against Packers. The keys to the game. I'm
0: going to elongate that pause in the post-edit.
1: Please do. All right. Keys to the game. One, run the fucking ball. Okay. Uh, You have a three-headed monster in Run DMC. That's uh, Mike Davis, Tariq Cohen, and David Montgomery. We're calling it Run DMC. And we want to run the fucking ball. You have three running backs that could run it. All can catch it. They all can do everything. Run that damn ball. Second key to the game, Anthony Miller. He's going to be playing the slot. He's going to be playing outside. And he's not going to be looked as much as Allen Robinson is. So keep feeding him the ball. Just keep doing it. Third key of the game, who the fuck is our tight end? Is Trey Burton playing? I don't know. He's
0: he's listed as a game time decision, correct? As of
1: now. But you also have Adam Shaheen. And he's a red zone target. If you get to the red zone, look for Shaheen. Fantasy options, if you do not have a tight end or if your tight end is Trey Burton, look for Adam Shaheen. And the last key to the game, keep Aaron Rodgers in the pocket. If he's out of the pocket, he's going to confuse your safeties. Mm-hmm. Keep him in the pocket. Let him let him slow you down that way. But, yeah, keep him in the pocket. So,
0: it, to me, it seems like the the key matchup in this game is going to be Khalil Mack versus Aaron Rodgers. Or
1: um, no? no. I'm going to say Khalil oh – no, not Khalil Mack. I'm going to say Roquan Smith versus Aaron Rodgers. Now, it's the quarterback of the defense versus the quarterback of the offense, Right. Um, Roquan Smith is still really young in his career, but he, which is why I went with Kalomack yeah. just to clarify. Okay, but yeah. Roquan is a signal caller. Okay, you know? I still remember Aaron Rodgers and Brian Urlacher playing chess all fucking day. Mm-hmm. Um. And Aaron Rodgers is going to beat Roquan Smith multiple times. But Khalil Mack's pass rushing skill is what's going to eat be the e- giant equalizer.
0: Which is why I went with that being the key matchup. But the
1: ma- but that's not the matchup. The matchup would be then the, the tackle versus Khalil Mack. Nah, but you so, know. no, I'm going to go Roquan versus um, Aaron Rodgers. And okay. I think Roquan, he's going to he's gonna be all over the field. He's yeah.
0: going uh, to—16 tackles. Do, right, just enough like said. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw it all over the field. Yeah, enough said. And, um— Okay, no, that's totally fair. Uh, I like for me what I'm looking at is the Bears' signature, which is their defense, definitely, and how does their defense contain a new look Packers offense, new coach, new coordinators, um, a healthy Aaron Rodgers, right? Like for a, now, for now, for now. Um, <laughs> So that I'm I'm literally looking at, like, the two lines, right? Like, how does Khalil Mack penetrate that line to give Aaron Rodgers a tough day at the office to hurry him in the pocket? And then once, if Aaron Rodgers decides, okay, I'm not going to be able to do anything in the pocket, that's where Roquan Smith comes in maybe, like, second half. Yeah. And it's like, okay, now we've got our other game plan in effect, which is the the adjustments, right? Because that's coaching. Um, okay. So anything else, Nabil?
1: Uh, I think we have another game. Do we? Yeah. I I believe there is a uh, team from the south that's going up to um, the Nordic Minnesota area. Hey, man. Small, you know?
0: baby. Not like chewing tobacco. No,
1: like chewing tobacco. Um, are the Falcons going to chew them and spin them out?
0: Yeah, well, um, I hope so. I like that. Uh, So, we, we'll see. I mean, you know, it's interesting when we talk about, do you want to start the season with a division game? And my preference is no, right? Because even Mike Tomlin would tell you division games are one and a half and then other games are just one. Yeah. Um, but this is potentially a playoff game. Right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Because the Vikings, I mean, Kirk Cousins threw for 4,000 yards last year. Uh, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs both had 100 receptions each. And this was without really the help of uh, Dalvin Cook, who is now back and healthy, hopefully. And I say hopefully because and, you want to see a guy who plays well do well.
1: And it, it uh, sorry, I know you're going, but I'm just it real quick. You said that um, they put up those numbers, and those numbers, even though they sound good on paper, they weren't very good. They weren't efficient numbers because remember they fired their OC in the middle of last year.
0: I think it's what like the last three games. Yeah. I didn't have this pulled up. So yet.
1: It, so it wasn't an efficient. The final four, three games. Yeah, it wasn't an efficient four thousand yards. It wasn't an efficient hundred receptions for each.
0: And but continue on your point. No, points. yeah, no. I'm happy you clarified that because even when I did my research and I saw that Kirk Cousins threw for four thousand yards last year, I couldn't believe it because. But here's the thing: he threw for four thousand plus yards. He only threw for thirty touchdowns, and I say yeah. only thirty touchdowns. But like Matt Ryan, Drew Brees. You know, the oh, elite quarterbacks of the league are throwing oh, for more than oh, Or just
1: to kind of e- equal it out, Mitch Trubisky threw for 27 touchdowns, but only had 3,000 yards.
0: There you go. So, uh, no, that's a good point. And like I said, I'm not so much worried, excuse me, about Kirk Cousins for Atlanta. It's more so a matter of Davin Cook um, because he, he is explosive. He does have game-changing speed. And he can do that if he's healthy, yeah. and their receivers are very good. And
1: remember who's in Minnesota now Gary motherfucking Kubiak, right? The guy that everyone wanted last year. He's not even the OC, he's just a consultant, right? And they may have a new OC change by week 10 again. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: apparently Kubiak is like the co-whatever, whatever, whatever. OC
1: because he couldn't, he had to get a weird title to get out of a contract. It's kind it's very all semantics, anyway. a lot of semantics,
0: but. Without a doubt, you're right. Gary Kubiak is going to have his imprint all over this game and all over the Vikings' offense this season, no doubt about it, as well as kind of like the locker room and the demeanor because he is a head coach. But what worries me about this game is, I mean, the Vikings have a great defense still, and they didn't really lose many people on their defensive side, right? You still got Xavier Rhodes. Um, Xavier Woods? Uh... (laughs) No, Xavier Rhodes. I know I'm fucking with you. Okay, I you remember yeah. the first episode? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember. Do y'all remember? Um, <laughs> I remember. And you got Everson Griffin and Danielle Hunter and Linval Joseph. So like, I mean, the the Vikings defense is on point, and the Vikings defense is definitely that it's always been at least for the last few years has been like the hallmark of their team. And I would say I don't think the Vikings played the Falcons last season, but I know two years ago that uh, Atlanta played them. And the Vikings defense gave Atlanta trouble all day. Is uh, one of the few games that Atlanta lost at home, I think, two years ago, was to Minnesota. And because the Vikings were able to keep the Falcons out of the end zone. Nice. And so, um, I you know, stuff like that, I think it, players remember, right? Matt Ryan and Julio Jones definitely remember um, losing that game and being not only losing that game, but being humiliated. You know, one of the most explosive offenses in, in the league just got completely stifled and stopped. And so I think for Atlanta, and again, this is like a playoff preview, right? Because this is a game where you're looking at, hey, we could potentially see this team later on in the year. And I'm talking about like December, January, one. And two, even if we don't see them later on in the year, they're good enough to be there later on in the year. So if we can make a statement win early, especially on the road, let's go ahead and do it. Um, I think what it's going to come down to is again like the lines, right? Because the the Falcons geared up their offensive line in the draft. We all know that they took yeah. the two first round it, picks.
1: It's the um, is that one guy back yet? So he's back. Oh, he's awesome, back. awesome! And yeah, yeah good, I mean, stuff, it's good, good stuff.
0: Right, you always want to see guys get healthy. So. Um, he's back. Obviously, he didn't have the conditioning in the preseason reps, so he's not going to be playing as much early yeah. on. Yeah.
1: And for clarification, that was one of the offensive linemen that the Falcons drafted who had a heart, heart condition or something? Yeah, minor surgery. heart procedure. Yeah, and he had a surgery. So, yeah, procedure. But yeah, he's him being back, that's great news. Not only for the Falcons, but, you know, just him recovering is great news to right, yeah, in general. Right,
0: yeah, because especially if you're a football fan like we all are, right? So, that's one thing um, so, again, I think it comes down to the lines this game. The the Vikings have a great defensive mm-hmm. front, and the Falcons geared, you know, tooled up their offensive front to protect their franchise quarterback who is elite and can take them to the Super Bowl as we've seen before. How is that matchup going to play out? And Xavier Rhodes versus Julio Jones. I mean, if you like, yeah. if you like good cornerback and receiver battles, I would say this is going to be one of the best games of week one right here.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Definitely, you know, so I'm going to start something right now. It's going to be the NAPS three TV rules because I put on three TVs and I always want to know what game is going to be on the TV. Okay. So one, this Sunday the Bears don't play. So, you know, I can't I can't watch the Bears on Sunday, can I? No. Right. So Minnesota-Atlanta will definitely be on one of the TVs. Mm-hmm. Um, another game that's going to be on the TV is going
0: to be Steelers Patriots Sunday night. Sunday night. How of a su- see, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, isn't more exciting to start the season with Steelers Patriots versus Steelers Dolphins or or, or uh, Patriots Dolphins? Right. Well,
1: you know, Patriots are in the shady division, but yeah, sure. And my third, you know what? Let's see, my third TV game is going to be Redskins Eagles. Okay, just got that real quick.
0: I know, and then here's a game that I think you should be on the lookout for. Oh, oh!
1: Do I have to add a Fort TV, Asif?
0: Well, technically, you don't, because Sunday night game is Sunday night. It's going to be the only oh, game you're on. You're right. You're right. But I think you know what I'm looking at. What are you looking at? Kansas City, Jacksonville.
1: Kansas City, Jacksonville. Which,
0: Here. if you remember, my last episode was our it's- my <laughs> AFC Championship preview. <laughs> and look, and look, I wanted to clarify because we do, we are early. We've got three minutes Very left early. before we're calling it. A, a night
1: well, we still gotta do our predictions, but yes, go ahead.
0: Yeah, so we'll do that in a minute. Um, while you pour the warm, warm temp ish stout because you gotta drink beer the right way if you're gonna drink a beer, right? And, um, anyway, so people thought I'm crazy for picking the Jags to go to the Super Bowl, but keep in mind the Jaguars were literally two plays away from being the Patriots a few years ago yeah. in the AFC Championship game, and those two plays, one of them was a bad call and should not have been ruled down on an interception return for a touchdown or whatever. Anyway, the Jaguars so, are definitely good enough. So,
1: so, so no one called you crazy for picking the Jaguars to go to the Super Bowl. We were calling you crazy. For changing. For changing.
0: Well, <laughs> but you gave me a great idea. You're like, you know, I got to change it. So anyway, that's right. what it was.
1: So we're about to go to predictions in a second. But first thing first, we got to try this warm, not warm, but room temperature. Um, fistful of cake. Chocolate orange.
0: Are you going you, you gonna to give me some? Or I guess I can just drink mine because it's...
1: Um, wow, that's very... You know, I thought the cinnamon would come out more. I can get some cinnamon, but it's a lot more orange. I feel like the orange is just out um, and about now.
0: I have mine over there. This oh. is this is awesome. Um, Yo, man, I, I like that. Nabil, are you... What beer are you drinking this weekend? If you're able to get out and get a beer this so, weekend, what are you drinking?
1: Hmm. So, the thing is, on Sundays, I like it to stay close to home. Right. And, I, you know, you guys know I live in the Burbs, Lawrenceville, shout out. Um, you know, someone got shot here a long time ago. He's in a wheelchair now. Hustler right, Magazine six. owner. A runner, I forgot his name. Larry Flint, you know, home a little. Yeah, we'll get to that later. But, I'd have a Larry Flint shout out. Um, I may go to Good Word and have a nice beer. And then, maybe stop at uh, Trucks and Taps and watch some games over there. Okay. Or, may go to one of my um, local bars that I love, um, Exhibit Ale. They all, actually, they're closed on Sundays.
0: Damn.
1: All right, so good word it is.
0: All right. No, that works. I I'm looking to have like you? I'm looking to have a logger early on because I want to pace myself, right? right? I am very excited for football. I'm going to be watching football all day Sunday and all day, you know, all night Sunday night and then Monday, oh, another game that I think is going to be on your TV because it's the only game on at the time. Exactly. But one of the better games of week 1 2, I think will be Texans Saints on Monday night, the first well, one we'll game of the year. Well, we'll see. We'll
1: see. So is that a must-win for the Texans? In my opinion, yes. What do you say?
0: I I would say yes because, like you said at the top of the show, if you're going to be at the Super Bowl, if you're going to be at the Super Bowl, and if you're going to be competing at that level, you need to beat the teams who are going to be who are at that level as well. <clears throat> that's why the Falcons need to beat the Vikings because they're playoff teams. And that's why the Kansas uh, Kansas City and, and Philadelphia need to go head to head, and really, or Jacksonville need to go head to head. And uh, Saints, Vikings, or Texans as well.
1: All right, we're wrapping up. Let's do our predictions. Uh, what games we're picking this week? Packers at Bears, which is a minus three. Bears are favored. Falcons at Minnesota, where Minnesota is a minus four, so Minnesota is favored by four points. And Steelers, Patriots, uh, New England minus five and a half, meaning Patriots are favored by five and a half points. Asif, who you got? Packers, Bears. I'm
0: gonna go with Packers. Any Sorry pa- to say,
1: Packers. You got a score
0: uh i'll go thirty-one twenty-seven. 31 27
1: all right i'm gonna go uh bears uh 35 31
0: so no no not a lot of defense nope
1: 35 31 all right and uh falcons minnesota who you got
0: i'm gonna go with the falcons 31 24 all right, that thirty-one is going to come off a of pick-six. <laughs> at some point, the Falcons will have a pick-six for a touchdown, and that will probably be the difference maker.
1: All right, uh, I am going to go Falcons seventeen, Minnesota twenty-one. Uh, I am going to have Minnesota start off with a with a victory, but don't worry, guys. I got Falcons winning the division, and our wild card game is Seattle uh, starting at Seattle Steelers Patriots. Who you got, Asif?
0: I'm going to go with the Patriots, man. I think you can't bet against them. And then you said Patriots are favored by five and a half. Five and a half points. So I'm going to go Patriots 27, Steelers 21.
1: Oh, so you have Patriots covering. Yes. I'm going to go Steelers 27, Patriots
0: 30. Dope.
1: All right. Thank you guys for listening. Check out the beers that we tried today. Again, if you guys want us to try any beers that you would th- think we will like, let us know. Slide into our DMs.
0: We would love you guys to slide into our DMs.
1: Uh, Austin, you got anything else to say?
0: Well, where can they find the DMs at?
1: Oh, that would be at Bears, Birds, and Brews on Twitter and at Bears, Birds, and Brews on Instagram.
0: Tweet us on Sunday. We'd love to know what y'all are drinking, what y'all are thinking, how your fantasy lineups are looking. We appreciate y'all for listening. Please oh, yeah, subscribe and news. share if you haven't already. Well,
1: McCoy listened. did go to the Kansas City uh, Chiefs, so watch out for the running back situation over there.
0: See you next time.